What's happening, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to the New Perceptions podcast with me, your host, Benjamin Brown. Welcome, beautiful souls. It's been a minute since I've set up my little cheap microphone on a desk, plugged it into my lappy top and hit record on GarageBand and then spewed out some frequencies onto the old podcast landscape. Um, So with that, rather than apologizing, I'd rather just thank you for your patience if you've been waiting. You probably haven't exactly been waiting, holding your breath for another podcast. The consistency of my content over the last couple of years, I'm sure you're used to, is being like fluctuating. And that's fine. That's okay. Um, But yeah, welcome back to the podcast. Firstly, first and foremost, I'd like to warn you, I don't really have that much of a plan for this podcast. I just really feel like speaking and sharing and telling a couple of stories maybe, Um, but mostly verbally processing what's going on up in my head Um, because I've been told every now and then that when I do that, other humans get something from it that helps them feel a little bit maybe better about being a human or a little little bit less alone. And I certainly benefit from other humans sharing their experience on podcasts and videos and stuff like that. So this is me continuing to do my bit in the hope that it reaches someone's ear holes and is received um, with gratitude. Um, So yeah, with that being said, talking about gratitude, my heart right now and every day actually is um, open and uh, grateful for and loving towards the incredible souls who are part of my Patreon community. I'm not going to speak too much about it. It's the uh, number one way that you can support me in my mission, in my journey, um, if you feel like it. We have a couple of tiers on there. We have one that's... um, where you have full access to all of the 20-something videos and 20-odd voice note podcasts that I've put up there. It's patreon.com forward slash Brown and a huge thanks to my tribe that are moving with me on this journey. And the reason I started a Patreon is not just to help support my, my, myself financially, um, which of course is important, um, but also to create a space that's also safe for me to share on a much more vulnerable level and you guys know I get pretty vulnerable on my podcast and on my content anyway <clears throat> but I'm learning to protect myself <laughs> by picking and choosing whom I share the more deeply intimate stuff with and that is usually saved for my therapist and then the next level <laughs> is my Patreon community because it's a safe space with no judgment Uh, and then the next level after that is YouTube of course Um, so yeah if you're interested go and check it out patreon.com forward slash benjambrown so yeah what else has been going on flip okay let's just put this out there it is hard it is challenging it is not easy to be a human right now 
And I don't think it's easy to be a human ever, actually. Um, and certainly over the last 50 years or so, <clears throat> we've gotten very good at making ourselves comfortable. Well, usually it's if we're very comfortable, it's because we're privileged and usually someone else is paying the price for that. So collectively as a whole, everything is like things are, have been uncomfortable since forever, really. Like it's not easy to be a human. Um, and yeah, if you're privileged enough to have access to the internet and technology and uh, a roof over your head and not have to worry about food, then you're in the minority. Um, things are generally uncomfortable for humanity in this time that we're here on the planet. Um, and that has gotten really real for those of us who have been actually in the comfort minority um, in 2020. It's just got nuts. I don't think uh, I have to go too deep into explaining what's why that is. Of course, we had um, 2019 was a bit of a shit show, but then the pandemic came in and just like changed everybody's lives forever. There's, um, we're going to refer when we, when we talk about the history of this time, we'll refer to like before COVID and after COVID. Um, and a, a good question is like, Oh, was that during lockdown or, uh, and, and to give some reference to where in the year, things are taking place for us helps other people understand what we might have been going through during that time like what level of lockdown and down here in Cape Town um, we're it's almost completely back to normal there's um, still mandatory mask wearing sanitization there's supposed to be social distancing but um, whether they're conscious of that or not they just want to crack on with their lives I think so but I know that's not the case for um everybody around the world I know that uh, in the UK things have been like fluctuating loosening up and then tightening up and then um, and I to be honest I've given up trying to stay on top of knowing the numbers the death toll um, or the infection rate I'm I'm staying in the loop generally as much as I need to but I really don't need to be in the loop that much about these kinds of things because it really actually just makes me feel super anxious when I spend a lot of time, or any time really, actually diving into um, the the politics behind the situation as well, it just really causes me to, my body to respond with anxiety if I'm not in a good headspace. And I've not been in a good headspace. Um, I have been in a good headspace every now and then, but certainly over the last three or four weeks, fuck, like shit it is really difficult at the moment it is difficult to be a human at the moment and i think if you're not finding it difficult to be a human at the moment it's um it's probably you're in the minority <laughs> the everybody that i'm speaking to um and the general sort of tone of how are you doing is like geez like i don't know hey <laughs> i i've had several times during the last few weeks where i've been on the sofa in the fetal position with tears just rolling down my face and I'm just sitting there going, why did I come to earth during this time? This is not cool. I did not know that I was going to be experiencing this much pain, this much despair, this much, my depression has been flaring up. Um, 
and I mean, I don't really get like anxiety that much anymore. Um, just, I just get waves of depression come through where I doubt myself. I'd start to doubt what I'm doing. I doubt who I am. I doubt, I, I just lose hope really. Like in those moments I have, my, my, my hope is zero for us as a species. And because I'm sitting there thinking I've got all these privileges and I'm like starting to, I've got that like white, white privilege guilt trip still um, creeping up on me every now and then. I've got all these privileges and I still can't get my shit together. I still can't be happy. I still can't like, there must be something I'm doing wrong. But of course that's nonsense. Like we are, we are collectively moving through huge huge transformational changes right now and because I've been interested in not interested in I've been forced into this like mindfulness introspective um uh, internal work journey over the last couple of years I at least have some tools to navigate my experience like firstly I have really good emotional intelligence over my body I'm very aware of the feelings that move through my body, which is great because it seems like the, my sensitivity to energy is increasing exponentially, which also means that, um, and again, like I'm not feeling depressed all the time. I'm going through waves of it. And every single time I go down and I feel like I'm hitting rock bottom again, that's a whole, a whole process is, I'm moving through a whole process that I'll speak about in more, in more detail in a minute. But on the other end of the spectrum, when I come out the other side, I'm feeling bliss and love and joy and acceptance, peace. My mind is clear. I'm very accepting of everything that's going on. And that end of the scale is also increasing. So our capacity to navigate darkness and the... the the real horrible experience, like human experiences, the, those gnarly parts, our, our capacity to move through those and feel them and not avoid them increases our capacity to feel love and bliss and joy and all those high vibrational, high frequency emotions that that's what we're here for. That's we're not here to just perpetuate our own internal hell. We're here to feel love and be love because we are love. That's our natural state of being. Our natural state of being is love. Like that's what I believe anyway. Yeah. So luckily I've been um, investigating how to navigate emotions for a couple of years now. And it's really, um, it's not, prevented me this is what I'm saying like it's not prevented me from experiencing these lows all it's done really is helped me accept that that is a part of being human and that sometimes not sometimes if you ever want to change something or evolve something or transmute something that isn't working for you or isn't in alignment with where we're going, where we're heading individually and collectively as a species, which is progress, evolution, it's na mother nature is continually asking us to improve and grow and 
um, upgrade, you can't get those upgrades without transmuting that darkness. You, if you want the latest version of the software to be running in your body, you've got to dismantle the old software. And that process, because it's all energy, that process is an emotional process. Energy, emotions are energy in motion. And so that's how we transmute and alchemize the old shit and turn it into gold. You've got to feel it to heal it. I've said it before, I'll say it again. So I'm very lucky in that, like, I had my little uh, spiritual awakening, dark night of the soul, um, uh, over two and a half years ago now. And that really um, prepped me for this year, to be honest. Um, But like I said before, just because I've got the tools to navigate this doesn't mean to say I'm living in bliss the whole time. It just means that I have the tools to navigate it, which means that um, I have a spiritual practice. I have a relationship with spirit or with God or with the universe or with um, source. Um, Whatever you would like to, whatever name you would like to give to um, the, uh, the creator or the, the source from which everything comes, our, our whole human experience in this third dimension, everything comes from one place, it must do. And we also do. Like, and since our bodies are not separate from this third dimensional realm that we're in right now, um, our bodies are part of the planet, um, there's no separation there, even though we are taught <laughs> that we are taught otherwise. But the the spirit, the the fifth element, the love that inhabits these physical meat suits, our soul, if you will, that gives brings energy and brings life to this otherwise um, rotting uh, uh, carcass. <laughs> this like meat suit, this incredible um, spacesuit that we've been gifted. That energy is also from source. Like it all must come from one place. So this is a relationship that is new for me. I've be previously been very, very atheistic. Before I had a bit of a spiritual emergency during my dark night of the soul where I was really asking Why? Like, why are we here? Why all this fucking suffering? Why, why, why? Give me some fucking reasons. I need, I need, I need answers right now. Why I've, for my, my, most of my life, chased happiness and sought after feeling good. And the way I was conditioned and programmed and learned to receive and get happiness is through um, material wealth and um, among other things that are uh, fleeting and surface level superficial um, with very little depth, um, that kind of thing. So that didn't work for me <laughs> at all. Like it didn't work for me. Um, and it's not working for a lot of people. There's, I think, um, 
a lot of people it's not on everybody's path and it's not part of everybody's journey in each in this lifetime to have an awakening as such um but it seems like 2020 has been such a massive uh shaking that it's got a lot of people saying why why are we here what are we doing and opening up uh, a new conversation and a new relationship with spirit or God or whatever it is, which actually provides a beautiful foundation for um, accepting and navigating the inevitable, horrible suffering of being a human um, and find joy and peace in it somehow. Um, So, yeah, I've been fortunate enough to be introduced to that path. Um, and it's really been helping me a lot. It doesn't mean that I don't every now and then, or at least three times a week over the last month, lay on the sofa and just cry with despair and not know whether or not I'm I'm like questioning everything about myself. One of the tools that I've been finding really useful in those dark times is my journal. It's really been um, a godsend. (laughs) So journaling for me is like, it's become a daily practice almost every day for a couple of years now. And what I do in those moments is I write whatever is on my mind. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be nice. It doesn't have to make that much sense. Just get whatever is on my mind onto the paper. And usually that looks something like, how do I feel? Question mark. I fucking hate being a human. I fucking don't want to be here anymore. How stupid, like blah, blah, blah. And I'll just like rant and I'm crying as I'm writing it and I'm putting it down on paper and I'm like, and like there's, there's, there's no point to anything. Um, and whatever it is that's on my mind, I just get it onto paper. And that makes a huge difference because firstly, it's out of my head. It's on paper. I've like moved it. I've shifted it into this reality so I can, I'm accepting it. Firstly, I'm accepting. That's, that's the beginning. It's like, well, I've, the, really the beginning of any kind of navigating any kind of emotional um, situation is recognizing that you are feeling depressed or feeling anxious or feeling anything recognize that shit and that comes from awareness and that comes from practice recognizing okay i recognize because i can't fucking ignore it because i'm crying that i feel really depressed right now and i am not having a good time as a human right now in this now moment then i accept that shit then i'm like okay can't avoid it, it's happening, I fully accept and surrender to the moment that I am am in. Um, And then I'll write it down, I'll write it all down, I say, I think, okay, what do I do in this moment? Yeah, journal, okay, I'm going to journal. I'm not going to try and like pretend that I, I'm not going to try and avoid this feeling, firstly, because it's here for a reason, it's this when this feeling comes up it is asking for me to transmute it and yeah shift it shift it from 
this this lower frequency into gold, like transmute, alchemize that darkness into light, um, the density into energy. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I remember now this is what I'm here for. I'm getting used to this. I'm actually I'm not necessarily looking forward to it, but I'm like accepting it when it's happening to me. And now I have a practice and a method to which I navigate. It doesn't mean I do it on my own either. I always I ask for help if I need it. But journaling, 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 journaling. Feel it, feel, really feel it. And for me, what's been coming up recently is just like I'm feeling the pain of the immense weight of suffering on the planet. And the reason I'm feeling that is firstly because I'm fucking sensitive and my sensitivity is increasing and increasing and increasing, especially since um, over a month ago now I had my first um, five-gram hero dose uh, psilocybin mushroom ceremony. Now, I've... um, I've worked with mushrooms a bunch of times in a different bunch of set and settings, some successful in terms of like, well, all of them successful in terms of medicine. I've received what I needed to receive always. But this one was <laughs> a very, very, very deep dive. Um, and it's, I feel like I'm still integrating the lessons and the wisdom that, I, that was gifted to me through the spirit of the mushroom, through Soma. It was a soma ceremony. It was um, beautiful, beautiful. But yeah, it was a a lot of downloads, a lot of big realizations about myself and a lot of invitations for change in my life, which then take time to integrate afterwards. So that's increased my sensitivity. And what that means is like I'm less um, accepting of things. Uh, I'm more accepting of everything definitely but I'm recognizing where I do not accept aspects of myself anymore that I can't take with me into the next chapter of my life and that is the medicine the med when people talk about the medicine in terms of spiritual or esoteric terminology medicine can be a song like medicine music that um, helps you to move your body and shift emotions that way. It can be plant medicine. Medicine can be like someone asking you the exact right question that you need to be asked in a deep conversation. Um, Nature is medicine. Anything that brings us back to harmony, to the truth of who we are, and in in harmony of who we are naturally um, being, Anything that brings us back to being instead of too much thinking, too much materialism or, or straying too far um, off-piste, um, the medicine brings us back into harmony. Um, that's what medicine is, right? And so mushrooms are the medicine, but also the medicine is that which the, the, the teachings that I received from the mushrooms, which is like, um, here are invitations. Here's where you are, you think you're a certain way or you think you're a certain person. And that is, um, manifesting into your reality is who you show up as in the world. And that is not quite in alignment with who you truly are. And so when you learn these things, yeah, it takes time to integrate. Your sensitivity goes up and um, I find myself having to 
protect my energy a little bit more. I, um, although my social anxiety is coming down, I am much more feeling feeling myself more. I'm I'm much more um, confident in myself as I get to know myself better, and I also then start to let go of versions of myself that aren't working for me and therefore embody the truth of who I am, I'm less um, shakable. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to go looking for situations where I'm being challenged, you know, so I don't, I'm not socializing that much at the moment. Um, I've got quite a close circle, small circle, um, spending a lot of time on my own, which I'm loving which is when I really get to know myself as well when I'm on my own. Um, And so, yeah, that's really been what's been happening for me over the last two or three months um, as I I moved into a new house uh, away from uh, the city, a bit further south into a nice little community where there's like a little, it's like a little fishing village and I swim in the ocean every day and my usual stuff, but just a bit further away from the city. Um, a little bit less frenetic and more peaceful so I can um, it's it's not quite being fully off grid and in nature in fact it's not anywhere near being off grid but it's certainly a lot more peaceful uh, energetically compared to being in the city so that's been really nice for me Um, and when there's less energy around me that I have a I feel like I have a clearer uh, connection and to um, to nature like the mountain is right there is a mountain uh, right at the end of my street I can literally walk for two minutes up and I'm in the bush kind of there uh, and then five minutes in the other direction I'm in the ocean so I'm, I'm surrounded by nature and that allows me to with with less busyness going on less noise less electricity pylons everywhere less city I have a much clearer connection to nature and to spirit um, and to myself, to the truth of who I am, uh, which is beautiful. I love that. So feeling very, very happy with the new location in Cape Town still. Um, I don't know how long I'm going to be staying in this house because it's only a short-term rental, but I'm trying to negotiate staying here for the whole summer Um as we move into summer down here in the Southern Hemisphere, we're in spring at the moment. And this is the first time I've spent winter, yeah, a full winter in Cape Town. I've been, I landed on my birthday on March 13th. So that's like um, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Yeah. Um, what are we in now? November? No, not quite. So that's like seven or eight months it's the longest time I've spent away from my family as well in the UK. And uh, certainly the longest amount of time I've spent in uh, Cape Town. Um, and I've loved it. I love being down here in South Africa and Cape Town. And winter is cold down here. It definitely got a little bit chilly. Um, got a little gas heater. and um, But it's also a lot less busy. And it's really nice to be in one place and experience the changes of seasons. Because previously I kind of chased that perpetual summer, UK, Europe summer, and then back down here for the Southern Hemisphere summer in Cape Town. Um, So winter's been beautiful. 
and there's these big storms that roll through, um, which is rad. Huge swells push through, and there's uh, Cape Town. This it's also known as the Cape of Storms, um, and we get really rocked by weather in the winter here. It's great. So I've enjoyed that, and now we're in spring, and the flowers are coming out, and the birds are singing, and there's butterflies flying around everywhere, and I'm just like, oh. So blessed to be spending time um, in this incredible, incredible piece of land, on this land, really honouring this uh, land that is holding me, the land that is holding me through these tumultuous times. I'm feeling very lucky to have so much nature around me, Um, although that has been my priority generally in life, is to be closer to nature. And I'm starting to really understand why that's a priority for me, because as I, like I say, as my sensitivity increases, as I get to know myself better, and I get to understand how much I really give a fuck about humans, other humans, and humanity, and this planet, and other beings, animals, insects, and just life itself, how much I care, how much capacity I have to love is exponentially increasing at the moment. Uh, my heart is breaking so much, much more easily, and I feel it, and I'll kind of welcome that shit in, because every time my heart breaks, it breaks open a little bit more, you know, and then I get to know myself a little bit more, And then I understand, like, was that necessary? I don't necessarily have to have my heart broken all the time to understand love. Um, But I always go back to nature. Always, always going back to nature. I'm hiking up in the mountain there. I mean, it's only a 25-minute hike to the top of this little little hill here. Um, But it's enough distance from other people and from that energy to be really truly connected to um well just connected full stop and i realized last weekend when we were um, in a nature reserve we went to a nature reserve and i realized in that moment i was had this huge download i was like holy shit being in nature is so medicinal for the mind which in turn the body follows the mind. So it's so healing to have a clear mind and your body responds um, with healing. Like uh, being, being in nature is... It's, I'm losing my words a little bit right now, but it's all good. I'm getting the message across. So I realize like it's, it's not just about being in nature... It is, but it's also about not being in the craziness of a city or around other people. And that's, it's a very distracting uh, environment to be in. We put ourselves, we live in very distracting environments, but when you're in nature and it's just you and nature and you can clear your mind, there's a siren going past, that's very distracting actually. Um, and this is a perfect example like I'm being drawn by that frequency of the siren away from what I'm trying to trying to achieve right now which is being connected and being able to speak 
and flow and be in flow clearly, which I wouldn't have a, as as much challenge around if that siren wasn't there or if there weren't people walking past my house or if there wasn't this general energy, especially as a sensitive person. So I go into nature when there's none of that, then the channel just goes bah and it's like someone's cranked up the bandwidth. Suddenly everybody's off of the Wi-Fi and I've got the whole bandwidth to myself and it feels so good. It feels so good because I can ask questions and I can get answers and the, there's no the, the truth that, that there is no separation between us and nature when you're fully immersed in nature you feel that with every cell of your body but maybe you don't maybe you're thinking what the fuck are you talking about bro so let me speak from my own experience I now feel like I'm having a spiritual mystical experience just by being in nature I don't have to take mushrooms to feel like I'm on mushrooms anymore because my sensitivity to energy is increasing and so it feels like I'm stepping like you know when you um I don't know what's a good example um say you've run like 20 k's in the rain in the winter in the UK (laughs) and then you run yourself a hot bath and you get into that bath that moment when you're like Oh my God, that feels great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just sink into that bath and you just fully surrender to how good that feels. It's pretty much the equivalent of when I go for a swim in a stream or a river in nature or just being in nature generally. It's it's really is a, a becoming a, a spiritual experience for me. And listen, I've spent a lot of time in nature in my life, on the river, kayaking. And then, of course, over the last few years traveling all around the world so blessed to have traveled around the world to have gone to places like costa rica and experienced the jungle um been to um all over well a lot of africa certainly southern africa um i've been to australia a few times and i've gone and put my physical body into these different beautiful pieces of land and nature around the world but it doesn't, the way I was feeling then also I was kind of distracted because I was like, shit, I need to film all of this. But now I don't even, I just literally walked in the end of my street. I go 25 minutes up to the top of the little place. I drop into a meditation on the mountain and I'm literally having a spiritual experience with nature and it is so healing. Um, I cannot recommend it enough. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you don't, that's also cool. Like it's also chilled. Um, and my, if you, if you're, if you're curious, um, just get out into that nature, go on your own. And here's my recommendation. Take a little towel or something with you that you can like roll up into a little bum pad and drop and sit cross-legged somewhere under a tree, somewhere that's quiet away from other people. No one's going to disturb you and drop into a little meditation And if you've never meditated before, you literally just close your eyes. That's it. And you just breathe. And by focusing on your breath, breathing in and out nice and slowly, don't judge if you're breathing, if you're feeling a bit anxious or you're out of breath or your breath is a bit all over the place. Just observe it. And by focusing on your breath, you are are clearing your mind 
give it a few minutes and with practice you will feel like you are in bliss and you will not be able to believe how peaceful you can feel for free and you will be able to clear your mind and then from a clear mind your body is not reacting emotionally to the environment that you're in so from a clear headspace meditation for me has been like um, someone showing me what it's like to not have a busy mind so that each time I've got a busy mind I recognize I've got a busy mind and each time now and when my mind is clear my body is calm and so now if my body starts to feel anxious or it's reacting emotionally in some kind of way it's usually because there's something going on up in my mind and I now have awareness over that because I've got some uh, I've got a point of reference for what zero mind a clear mind feels like and a clear body feels like so from that point of reference I can navigate each day um, with awareness of what it is that I'm experiencing at any given moment energetically and that is a practice and I am by no means an expert at all but it's something that I want to speak about often to people and on a podcast because it is changing my life. I have had some of the most gnarly depressive days over the last few months, but I have developed uh, a practice and the tools to navigate that, knowing that I will always be faced with challenges in my life that are out of my control. I can try and avoid them as best I as best I can. I can try and like smoke loads of weed and avoid feeling my feelings. But they always just come back around anyway. So I want to share my process and my experience around choosing a mindful life and the positive impact that that is having and is filtering through and um, finding its way into every single aspect of my life. That's what I want to share. That's why I feel like it's so important. And it's like, yeah, it's not the most exciting thing maybe for a lot of people to um, hear about or speak about or investigate. And yeah, like it's way more popular for me to do some travel influencing and talk about the latest camera or the latest laptop or whatever. Um, and that's that's cool as well like I love all that stuff but it doesn't mean shit if you're anxious the whole time or depressed or don't know what you're doing here or what your purpose is or uh, have zero connection to um, or zero questioning around like the why why are we here yeah that's cool I can make films and have cameras and travel the world and have all these mad experiences but why why are we here that, and and to to investigate that, um, I think is necessary in order for us to navigate huge changes that will inevitably happen in our lives, and that's because that's just part of being a human. That's just part of our experience down here, and we are being confronted with it more than ever in 2020. So, if you are struggling, 
you are obviously not alone, but I just want to reiterate that you are not alone. Even those who say they've got their shit together, maybe they're saying they've got their shit together because they're, I don't know, selling a book that is promising you that if you read the book, you'll also have your shit together completely and you'll never have to suffer again in your life. Nonsense. It's part of the human experience. And yeah, I um, I keep coming back to this notion of truth and rawness and vulnerability and just being real with you guys like on this podcast and in my content as much as possible because that's what's real for me. That's what's alive for me in my human experience. I'm fucking struggling. And maybe I'm not struggling um, financially, um, but I'm, yeah, I'm also not killing it financially either. Um, and yeah, I'm not struggling because I've got, uh, I'm blessed enough to have a roof over my head and food on my table in my fridge. And so struggling is relative and I completely understand and get that, but you can have everything you want and still be suffering if your mind is not in a space for receiving and, uh, or holding gratitude, the feeling of gratitude for the things that are good in your life. And it's, it's difficult to hold gratitude when you're um, questioning your own fucking existence, why, you're, why you came here. And the thing about this, like, here's the thing about um, uh, what I'm learning or what I've learned from my spiritual path is that <laughs> what I believe and what a lot of people believe on, like, the spiritual journey is that, okay, this is, none of this is by accident, firstly, there are no coincidences. And not only that, but we chose to be here. I chose to be here during this time. And I chose all the challenges that I am facing in my life, including uh, waking up out of, and having my spiritual awakening which let me fucking tell you now is uncomfortable as shit. I'm not going to, I'm not going to glorify the spiritual awakening anymore. Um, I don't want to put people off and it is definitely, I would not change a single thing, but I'm only saying that because I believe that I fucking chose it. <laughs> you know, like I, I believe that I chose all of the challenges that are coming into my life. And some people might say, well, that's really difficult to say with people who are really fucking struggling with like um, heavy, heavy trauma in their human experiences. Yeah, maybe it is uh, easy for me and others to say, I chose my trauma. I chose my challenges um, before I even decided to come down here into the third dimension as a soul and a part of me thinks, bro, that's fucking harsh. There are people who, are, who have had like um, sexual abuse trauma and just all sorts of gnarly stories of being a human and they're still going, they're still strong. And I really believe that we are, we don't choose any challenges. We don't face any challenges that we are not able to overcome. 
is what I'm saying out of all of this. And they, the challenges that we choose, that we face to choose, choose to face, <laughs> they are the building blocks of the foundation of the growth of ourselves as individuals which then adds to the growth and the progress and the evolution of the collective. So if you're moving through alchemizing trauma in your life, if you have decided that you no longer want these limiting beliefs that you maybe inherited or um, developed out of survival through some kind of childhood trauma or something gnarly that has happened to you and you decided that you don't want to let those limiting beliefs um, run the show anymore. Things like being worthy of love, being worthy of the, the, the depth of love that you know you deserve. Because we attract and we let in the, the love that we think we deserve. So this is a, quite a common theme, I think. It's like in relationships, feeling like you, uh, you deserve more. Maybe you give, give, give so much love and you just, I'm struggling to find someone who's going to give it back at least the amount that I give. Like, I deserve this. So maybe you're, like I say, done with that. I'm done with that. I'm not going to get in a relationship now until I find someone who, who, until I find someone who deserves me because I'm the fucking best. Like, I love myself enough to know that I deserve love and that anybody who's in a relationship with me gets all of me. I'm all in. And so you start to investigate, okay, well, where are these limiting beliefs coming from around maybe unworthiness of love? Or maybe worthiness, you only feel worthy like me. Sometimes I only feel worthy of love or praise, or being celebrated when I've achieved something. When my spiritual path is showing me that um, I deserve uh, unlimited love just for fucking being here. I don't have to do or achieve anything to deserve love. There are no terms and conditions in reality, only in my mind, in my, in my limiting beliefs, where I, and I, I still struggle with this, and this is something that I've been working on for a while and have, have had awareness of for a while, um, is letting myself be happy just for the sake of it. Like, just because I can, just because I deserve it. So usually I'm like, I'm only going to be, I'm gonna, only going to let myself be happy when I've completed this project or finished this or have this much money in the bank or um, I'm in a relationship that is serving me or I'm only going to be happy when or I'm going to let myself be happy when. That is a limiting belief that I'm working on um, because... That, that, yeah, you're, 
definitely like I've been very happy when I've won a kayaking world championships and that's uh, part of my part of my uh, underlying motivation of wanting to win sporting events was that I'll let myself be happy then but then when I got there of course I would be ecstatically happy but I wouldn't express it I would suppress it along with my sadness emotions but because I wasn't able to go and dive into feelings of uh, lower frequency feelings of like grief, sadness, um, and that like I wasn't letting myself feel my emotions. When I won the world championships, I was like, I wanted to burst and just lose my shit and cry with joy and just be like, I fucking did it and celebrate myself. But I didn't. I celebrated myself a little bit internally and I was like, fuck yeah, I fucking did it. But if I was to win the world championships now, I'd, I'd write a letter requesting for there to be a national holiday made in the name of the achievement that I gained. Like I'd be so over the top ecstatically. I'd be, I'm starting to well up just thinking about it now because my emotion, my capacity to feel emotions, that scale is increased because I have allowed myself to feel the lower frequency emotions of sadness, allow myself to alchemize that, which is then you get the gift of feeling bliss, exponential bliss from that. So I can't remember where I was going with this, but oh yeah, allowing myself to feel happy and feel loved and feel lovable just for, but without any terms and conditions, just because I'm a human being. I'm a child of the planet. I am a, a dualistic combination of love and consciousness. That's the yin and the yang that we uh, culminate as in this middle world. We have love and consciousness coming together. I mean, I believe it all comes from love. I, uh, if it, divine to me means uh, feminine, is the divine to me, the the mother of all things. And of course, emotions are feminine energy. Love is feminine energy. Creativity is feminine energy. And. Um, masculine is the consciousness it's our awareness of ourselves it gives us the ability to look at my hand and be like holy shit i'm here <clears throat> what the fuck i'm still here okay yeah still a human okay i got this let's not freak out <laughs> you know masculine is the the masculine energy is the container for the feminine energy to flow in for love to flow in for emotions for creativity for the chaos the organized chaos of the world, of the planet, of nature. It, it's just all over the place. It's fucking chaotic, but it works. <laughs> so I went down a little rabbit hole there, but hmm, I'm going to take a little breath and calm myself down a little bit. It's another thing I'm giving myself permission to do more. 
Let's just take a couple of breaths. Things are chaotic out there. The world, what's happening on the world stage at the moment, huge polarization. What I mean by that is like, well, firstly, like look at the elections that are happening in the US. It's this one or this person, red or blue, right or wrong. I'm right, you're wrong. Like that's polarization with no middle ground. And that's a really, really stressful uh, environment to be in, a polarizing environment, because now you've got to pick a side. It doesn't just necessarily come down to the elections, like mask or no mask, vaccine or no vaccine, is um, like other... Uh, is, are the CDC numbers real or not real? Um, like there are so many polarizing um, opinions. To have an opinion, of course, is important, but as is as important as having a, an opinion is to respect other people's opinions and other people's truths. So this is something that's been coming up for me a lot recently: is truth. Because anybody who's on this spiritual journey or had and or had uh, psychedelic and or mystical experiences in life that really make you go, oh, shit, I really don't know anything. I can't be actually certain of anything. And that's a really nice, peaceful place to be because it means you don't hold on to, I, I know this for a fact, like, things become a bit more liquid and a bit more fluid. And in that you are able to, or I, let me speak for myself, in that I am able to be way more fluid and accepting of other people's truths. So, it is true for me that all humans are created equal regardless of um, where in the world you're born, what skin color you have. We are all of the same. We're all cut from the same cloth. We're all from the same divine source. And that's very, very true for me. But if there is someone who is like, who has been brought up in an environment that is inherently racist around people who genuinely believe that people with white skin are better than everybody else and above everybody else. Because of our natural survival instincts, our, um, our necessity, there is, it is a survival necessity to be accepted by the people around you and liked especially by our parents. So we tend to agree with what our parents or the people around us, we, it's much easier, it causes less resistance for us to be in agreement with the people around us. That's true for me. <laughs> um, so someone who is like um, fear-based racist belief systems, there is no way... I could possibly say that what they're experiencing isn't true for them and that my truth is the only truth. Now, because that kind of 
belief system is actually um, creating and perpetuating suffering of other people, that un, sort of um, that makes it different in a in a in a sense because now I my belief also is that we shouldn't be creating unnecessary suffering for each other. Um, and that is a, that's like a value that I hold. And that is a value that I try to, um, yeah, hold in any environment. So if I'm having a conversation with someone who is, um, who's racist, I can remove my judgment of them and allow them to have what is true for them without being emotionally shook just because it is the polar opposite of what is true for me. So whatever it is the conversation that is being polarized, whether it's like Trump or Biden or whatever, to have compassion for someone who has opposing views is the only way that we are going to be able to evolve consciously as a species to accept and love everybody and understand and know deeply that my truth is my truth and your truth is your truth and that's um and that's that's how and that that's the reality that we're operating in so and it's also a lot more peaceful and listen it takes I am not an expert at this at all, and it's taken some serious practice for me to um, embody this kind of change and remove my judgment of other people who have opposing views to me. But as I do that, I don't get as emotionally involved. And when I don't get, when we don't get super emotionally involved because I'm right and you're wrong, blah, 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 then we can meet in the middle and then we can have an actual conversation. And then that person can share their views with me and I will listen to them and not be emotionally reactive. And then I can share my views with them and hope that they will also listen and not be emotionally reactive. And both parties, hopefully, will be willing and ready to change their mind and let go of beliefs that aren't serving them, whichever one chooses to do that. Even if, no, even if we walk away with nobody having changed their mind, just to have a non-emotionally charged conversation that is compassionate and not judgmental is the only way we're actually going to find out what is true for everybody, what is an underlying truth for everybody. And for me, that underlying truth is that we are all the same species. Skin color doesn't matter a fuck. It doesn't make anybody better or worse. Um, that they are, for me, my truth is that they are programmed distortions that are running in people's subconscious minds. And I say subconscious because they are unconscious of it. They are unaware of it. And I have empathy for those people because I spent my 30 two years running subconscious programming in my mind and I still run subconscious programming in my mind 
There's still some things that I am unaware of that I'm doing. And that's fine until it's something that is creating suffering for myself or others. And then now what 2020 is inviting us all to do is to have awareness over more stuff. So where is the suffering? Where is the suffering happening? Bring awareness to that. Shed some light. Turn the fucking light switch on and illuminate the darkness so we can first see and recognize what is not working for us on an individual level and therefore on a collective level. And this is a really important little segue, I think, into like doing this kind of internal investigative work and... If you're doing this shit, if, well, if you're listening this far into the podcast, <laughs> you're doing it. Um, yeah, this podcast is called New Perceptions, and this is this is what I like to talk about. Um, so, if you're doing what's known as inverted commas the work, right? And it is a lot of work. It's fucking the hardest thing I've ever done in my whole life, and I've done some hard shit. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> If you're doing that as an individual, that is the absolute best way to have a positive impact on the collective. Yes, we are all one. We have a collective consciousness where we are collectively agreeing to certain things that um, are part of the reality that we are um, creating together with our powerful minds. But also as individuals, we have our individual reality, our um, individual reality tunnels, as Duncan Trussell likes, uh, likes to say, our little reality tunnels, um, where in each of our individual reality tunnels, what is real for us can vary massively. Um, so the only way as a collective that we can move into a state of harmony with the planet, with each other, yeah, with the environment, um, with our food systems and our water systems and our energy systems and just moving into a more harmonious state as a species, i.e. pivot away from um, extinction is the only way we can do that is if the individuals are willing to do the work themselves. Every single one of us must make changes. But I do wonder if there's like a tipping point. I wonder if there's a certain percentage of the human population that um, where it kind of almost like, uh, like herd immunity in a way, but like herd immunity for... Uh, um, fear, herd immunity for um, ignorance, herd immunity for uh, judgment. I wonder if we can get um, what the tipping point is. How many people do we have to have living in what is also known as the fifth dimension, fifth dimensional consciousness, 5D, um, which is in, uh, which is in, not just an understanding, but an embodying of the knowing of the oneness and our connection to everything energetically. Um, 
yeah, I wonder if there's a tipping point there where some people, I mean, <laughs> I have this like wild fantasy of waking up one day and on the news, all the major news outlets around the world have suddenly had this like um, crisis of consciousness and they're like, or even reporting on like, oh, in today's news, world peace has been agreed by all uh, all the many nations around the world's leaders and they are signing this agreement and they're signing several other agreements. The whole thing is very public. Um, and we are forgiving. We have decided to forgive everybody who has been operating um, uh, sort of corruptly and just start afresh because we want to avoid extincting ourselves and other species in the process. Um, and we actually want to... Uh, live in harmony uh, with each other and the planet and I'm like oh wow imagine like and it's the amount of people I mean there would be a lot of people resisting that shit because a lot of people myself included are still learning to receive love as well and um, that's a whole nother podcast but it would be so cool just like in the movies where everybody like turns their tv or radio on it's like oh Thank fuck for that. Cool. Now we're just going to live in peace. And there's this whole new education system that's being like rolled out, which um, is helping us to know the true history of uh, being a human. And there's this whole um, whole part of the education system for very, very young children that is involving emotional intelligence, mindfulness and meditation. So we literally raise a whole generation of children um, (laughs) in a way that allows them to navigate their own trauma and uh, not want to fucking kill themselves by the time they realize how fucked the world is. Um, And in that same breath, we have a a re-education system for adults and parents, especially where we're teaching these parents that actually um, you are no better than your child you have a lot to teach the child of course about how to survive as a human in this world because you've been here for longer but they also have as much if not more to teach you not just about yourself children are our mirrors i mean we're mirrors for each other all the time but children especially will mirror back our shit to us and for a parent to know that is for a parent to be a conscious parent and then grow thanks to the mirroring of their own children, reflecting back to them all the places that they still perpetuate unnecessary suffering, limited beliefs, or trauma. So, I don't know, maybe I'm just dreaming up this crazy world, but um, that's one of the things, I suppose, that's been giving me hope. I made a little list, actually, of things that are giving me hope at the moment. Um, and because I want to make a video about it because it's been, let's just say I've been lacking so much hope that I've had to fucking make a list of things that are giving me hope. So number one on this list is like human progress and evolution is accelerating right now. That's a fact. And a hundred percent, I am in 
a bubble on the internet surrounded and following surrounded by and following conscious spiritual humans who are involved in uh, spiritual communities and healing and esoteric and energetic um, people so and we're all in our bubbles right if you're into football in a big way probably you're in a football bubble etc um so definitely like the the information that i'm receiving um is bias but the reason i say we're accelerating on an evolutionary basis is because in my own experience and looking at like um um the like sort of history of wisdom like uh everybody always says that the growth comes from the hardest parts in your life and that is my experience too and so as we collectively move through what seems to be the fucking hardest year of our lives um certainly in our in, in for all the people that are currently alive um, this is our world war, you know, this is our trauma. There is going to be a lot of people that need um, help uh, and support in recovering from this as we collectively, on mass, on the biggest scale ever, awaken to the disillusion that we have been um, participating in uh, around, well, industrialization and materialism, our obsession, uh, with that and how we, um, have been sort of hooked in, uh, and subconsciously manipulated into believing that like we can buy our way to happiness and therefore it is worth sacrificing our time, energy, lives, uh, and life force energy in order to be participating in a machine that allows us to exchange currency for things that make us happy. Um, that's what's happening for me, from my perspective. And I'm really fucking happy about it. Not because it's not because I want people to suffer, but I know that, um, in my experience, um, anyway, that it's only when I reach a certain level of suffering that I go, fine, fuck it, I'll change. Let's, I can't deal with this anymore. And then I start to make some changes. Now, those changes, what I'm excited about in, that, in that, those changes, that human evolution, is um, I'm excited for us to, as a sensitive human being who fucking loves everybody and everything... I am excited for us to move and pivot into a direction of conscious awareness of the impact that our lifestyles have on the majority of the population of the planet. Who's picking up the cost of our comfort? Um, and, well, aside from, aside from other humans, the planet is picking up the cost. Our own mother... We are literally killing our own mother 
that provides everything that we need for life. So we are killing ourselves in that process. And that's why I'm excited for change. That's why I'm excited for this evolutionary chapter. Um, but fuck, it ain't comfortable, that's for sure. Yeah, the evolution of consciousness, uh, the expanded awareness is what we're what I'm excited for. Um, individuals becoming aware of their shit, becoming aware of their limiting beliefs, becoming aware of their unhealed emotional trauma that they are projecting onto other people because they don't want to feel it. That pain, that pain body that we carry from whatever it is that's happened to us, we don't want to look at it, we don't want to feel it. So what we do is we unknowingly project it onto other people so they can take it for us even though that doesn't actually do anything for us either it doesn't take it away from us it actually makes us feel a little bit better for a short period of time because it's not we're not the only people suffering that's coming to an end now because we are expanding our awareness of ourselves collectively and individually and the only time we increase that awareness is when we are forced to sit and look at ourselves and assess the situation. That's been my case anyway. And it continues over and over and over again to be the case for me. Okay, fuck, this also isn't working for me. Like, let me sit and look at this and assess this and bring love to this and feel this and alchemize it, transmute it, so I don't continue to perpetuate it in my life so that I as an individual can evolve um, and participate in the collective evolution. And in that process, what's really interesting is that um, as I have awareness over my own shit and my own pain and my own unhealed trauma and where I perpetuate it and project it, um, the only way I can, or the best way for me to deal with that is to forgive myself and love myself and be gentle on myself and soften and not be quite so fucking hard on myself, um, which is a very uh, masculine, like, patriarchy, suck it up, get on with it, mate. Um, so to move away from that old paradigm into softness be gentle we're dealing with emotions this is a feminine energy get used to it leave at the door your preconceived ideas about being a softy or um, men who cry are pussies or whatever that old bullshit narrative is you leave that at the door and yeah that's that's actually for me what the true divine masculine uh, looks like and embodies and listen I am not perfect at this I avoid um, often and yeah but it, I'm, it's starting to become it gets more and more noisy the more and more I try and avoid what it is that is being asked to be looked at looked at felt healed left behind moved on from forgiven so yeah, as I do that internally for myself, I also increase the capacity for myself to forgive and love and be gentle with other people who are yet unaware of the pain that they are projecting, often at me in the comments or in DMs or whatever, which um, 
yeah, it's not always super fun, but it's the path that I've chosen. And anytime someone's comment triggers me, I say thank you because clearly there's more healing to do here. Thank you for illuminating that. Um, so like a bit of a change of perception there on triggers. Okay, what else is on my list of things that give me hope? Okay, science. Yeah. People were bashing me the other day saying like some kind of science denier because I was like slinging some opinions online about um, vaccines and stuff. Um, and how I, I trust I trust nature. I trust my body to do its job. And if it's not doing its job, then there's something that I'm doing wrong in terms of how I treat my body. Um, anyway, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole today. Um, but science, I fucking love science. I've loved science my whole life. Because one thing's for sure, as a soul, I don't find it comfortable to be here, stuck in this fucking human body. I'm joking. I love it. I'm trying to change my language around it. But I'm Pisces, right? So we're literally from the spirit world. Like I'm literally one heart, one foot in spirit world, one foot in this human 3D. And so it's uncomfortable for me to be here a lot of the time. And when I was younger, and so I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, what is this realm I find myself in? Science comes in and is like, look, this is gravity, this is energy, like this is what we know. We're the most clever people in the history of the world, basically, and we have figured a whole bunch of things out and brought a whole lot of data and facts and proof around all of these things. Check it out. Look, we know how this world works. That's science. It's like find the facts. And I love it because I, I want to understand how this world works and it's fascinated me always especially biology especially how our bodies function um and so yeah I'm not anti-science by any means I fucking love science but as I have um ditched my atheistic uh views and been exploring a, a more spiritual path um mysticism and mysticism is like the unprovable. You have to experience it yourself. And it's difficult to bring language to a mystical experience. It's difficult to explain it to people. Artists do a really great job, like Alex Gray, of, uh, for example, like depicting his um, psychedelic experiences through paint and showing that. Uh, that's... but and telling stories and myths and but it, but it's really that's kind of the whole point of the mystical experience is like you're like well fuck i don't know man like you if anybody's had a psychedelic experience deep enough you realize like it kind of makes you go well fuck i don't know anything really so it's nice to know a lot of stuff about a lot of stuff with science but then you chuck a mystical experience into the works and it's like mm. Yeah, these are rules definitely that apply to this realm, but it's kind of difficult for science right now, and we'll get there, I suppose, one day to prove that there are multiple dimensions that we can each um, be in at the same time. We're multidimensional beings. We're like, our, um, you can't really measure consciousness. Um, and there, there's so much that science can't prove. And so 
I love science. And, and what's happening now, we live in the best fucking time ever because like quantum physics and epigenetics and um, things like that are coming in. They're saying, actually, there's a, we can't really explain this, but quantum physics is basically saying like, like <laughs> it's mad. We, everything is connected. Everything. There is a thread connecting everything. And we are moving actually through a, through a field of potential. Uh, but not only that, the, <clears throat> with that like double slit experiment where they're like firing, um, I think they're firing atoms and like, I'm, I mean, I'm no scientist, so I don't know the ins and outs of exactly how it works. But like basically in some experiments, the outcome of the experiment is determined by whether someone is watching or not. And that's fucking mystical. That's wild. And so now we're living in a time where, like, we're moving from where you... To, to previously have a connection to God, we, you had to go through a religion, and there was, like, a buffer between you and God. And, I mean, there's now a lot of evidence coming out to say that... Um, uh, Christianity and a lot of old, a lot of religions are actually using psychedelics to help people have the experience of the divine, and that was uh, um, on a Joe Rogan podcast recently with Graham Hancock and another guy whose name I can't forget who actually wrote the book about it. And um, but I'll try and link it in the show notes. It's really really interesting. But now what's happening is then we swung in the opposite direction and went into like um, logic and we need to figure things out and we need to understand how the world works and we're going to use science and all of that religious stuff is like um, nonsense and so you had people like me who were atheistic and believers in science and like show me the fucking facts and um, and now we don't get that far without having some kind of meaning in our lives. I certainly don't. Anyway, I wanted to fucking kill myself <laughs> like a couple of years ago when I was... And that is not... I mean, it's no laughing matter. I, I, um, I'm laughing at the absurdity of my uh, humble pie um, feasting after I had, had to leave my atheism behind you know, as, a, as a case, as a matter of survival. Um, and now quantum physics is showing that actually there's a lot that we can't explain. Um, and our experience here is far more vast. Uh, what's happening around us is far more vast, basically, than our human senses are capable of detecting. There's a lot more going on than we can feel, see, hear, and understand um, with our limited human minds as well and our limited human language um so yeah if you are interested in stepping into the room with god my experience of that was not through church or religion but through mushrooms psychedelics um and you learn a lot about yourself very quickly <laughs> Um, I'm going to share a podcast at some stage when I feel ready that goes into a bit more of a deep dive around my five gram journey because uh, it was so fucking profound. Um, and listen, it ain't something I'm going to be rushing back to. Okay, it's <laughs> it's a it's a big experience. 
certainly by far the deepest psychedelic experience I've ever had. Um, okay, what else is on my list of reasons to be hopeful? Um, okay, just to finish off the science helping us understand how things work in this realm, science and spirituality sort of coming together to f- because we're, we're seeking truth, right? We want to know what's the fucking foundation of the truth of our human experience here in this realm because it gives us comfort to understand things. That's, that's the ego wanting to know things because when we know something, we know it and there's no questioning it and that helps us uh, move through our experience surviving, right? We know that gravity is always going to be here to the point where we don't even have to think about it. We, so, like, but it's survival, um, Anyway, let's move on. Um, more people s- turning to spirituality for looking for meaning. That's another reason to be hopeful. I'm finding, I'm having, and of course, I'm transitioning friendship groups. I'm transitioning the people that I interact with. Your vibe attracts your tribe. And so my um, spiritual path and my craziness. Uh, or perceived craziness um, is not always fitting with my old friendship groups and that's also totally natural and fine and something actually to be expected if you're embarking on a journey of transformation expect to transition your friendship groups and go through phases where you actually don't have many friends at all that's very normal um, and actually to be looked forward to in a certain ways. Loneliness, uh, you learn a lot about yourself um, when you're on your own. Um, even though we are never alone. Even when we're on our own as individuals, we are never alone. Um, but yeah, lots more people that I'm meeting right now are having, and we're having wonderfully deep conversations. We don't have to fuck around surface level bullshit, which I'm just not really interested in. Like I can shit talk for days, but it's just a waste of my energy. And I'm not really interested in talking about the football or the politics or the news or anything like that. Like right now, I just want to talk about like deep shit. So if you're getting in a conversation with me and you're talking about surface level shit, Unless I'm genuinely (laughs) interested in having that kind of conversation, I'm probably going to not switch off, but just like not participate in the conversation, especially if it's about other people and gossip. Gossip ends with me. Um, Like don't don't gossip about someone else to me and expect me to pass it on. I'm going to be sitting there internally in my head going, "Mm, I disagree, that's not for me, you know, like... And then usually probably either leaving or just ending the conversation or moving on to something different. Um, that's, that's, that's what gossip is good for. Gossip is good for recognizing when people are running some kind of program unconsciously where they feel like they have to talk about other people and their problems in a negative light, of course. Super encouraging of people to speak of other people highly um, with empathy, with compassion, but judging other people and then talking about them to other people is just like, come on, man. Like, we're way beyond that. 
Like I foresee a future where gossip magazines are literally in museums. They're like, do you remember when we used to gossip about celebrities and shit? Yeah, what a fucking load of bollocks that was. Um, what else? So there's more and more people in this that I'm discovering uh, on this spiritual path and new to this spiritual path as well, like me. Lots of people like us. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, that's me too. There's so many of us. You just got to hold down that authentic vibe. Don't be afraid of who you are and what you stand for and believe in because that is how you attract other people that are like-minded. Let your fucking freak flag fly. Be as weird as you possibly can because us other weirdos need to be able to find you. Because being normal is fucking boring. I made a video about this the other day. Um, Put it on my YouTube channel. Go and check it out. Um, It's called like Not Normal or something like that. Um, uh, Yeah, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about is like this new... Because I haven't done a podcast in a while. So what's been evolving for me in my life also on my YouTube channel is that I've started a new thing called with extra feels so it's like this video is going to be with extra feels it's because there's obviously a big transition happening in my audience and there's kind of like two there's like new people and some old people who are like give us the emotional vulnerability spirituality inner work growth the work stuff give us that we want it we're also on that train and there are some people who are like I'd much rather you only upload visual vibes or just do vlogs. And actually, can you please cut your hair? I'm really over you talking about all this crystals and shit. Not that I ever talk about crystals. <laughs> so there's kind of two parties. And I want to kind of try and make people happy in both parties, um, even though your happiness is not my responsibility. I'm still making the odd visual vibes here and there because they're fun. And I love documenting my life in a beautiful way and putting it to nice music and soundtracking it because life is a romantic, beautiful story unfolding before my very eyes and I want to capture it and share it. But I also want to keep the conversation going around emotions and emotional intelligence and vulnerability because that is the season that we are in collectively. And like I was saying before, when we share our experiences and get vulnerable with each other, it makes us feel less alone. So With Extra Feels is a new... Um, series that I'm doing and I usually do like a longer more vulnerable version on my Patreon and then make a shorter slightly less vulnerable version for my YouTube channel but they seem to be going down really well and I get a lot of messages from people saying like fuck dude that last um, with extra feels that you put up literally I opened my YouTube channel I opened my YouTube app clicked on it And I was like, it could not be better timing for where I'm at in my life right now. And that shit, like, makes me, like, makes me want to cry. (laughs) It makes me want to cry. Which is nice. I'm just going to sit and feel this. Because there are a lot of people that are struggling at the moment and there's not a lot of answers and there's a lot of polarization and there's a lot of fear circulating in the collective at the moment. And I just want people to know that there's nothing wrong with them that they're not broken, 
and that this is part of being a human and it's not easy, but you are not alone. And it gets better. <laughs> it gets better. Um, it gets like much better, like ridiculously better. Um, so that's why I'm making with extra feels. And thank you for watching. Um, thank you for all your messages of encouragement as well. Because, yeah, it scares the shit out of me to be this vulnerable often. But fuck it. Um, this temporary human experience, I'm going to milk it for as much as it's worth and I'm going to help as many people as I possibly can. Um, that's my mission. Okay, other things that are giving me hope. <laughs> We're realizing that we don't need war because we actually don't have enemies because we're actually all the same human race and we are all the same. That's it. Separation is an illusion. We're in duality. We've all got to have individual fingertip prints, fingerprints and irises to, uh, to be at one end of the absolutely I'm an individual but the time of individualization is uh, we're moving on from it and we're coming back to the other end of the scale, the other end of the spectrum where we are all one. And not just as a species, but we are one with our planet. We are one with the solar system, with the father-son. We're one with the moon. We're one with the seasons and the cycles and the grand procession of cosmology that is like taking place on a crazy scale around us on tiny little planet earth as we tiny little ants run around on here thinking that how many instagram likes we get is the most important thing ever and therefore um basing our self-worth off of how popular we are on an internet app ridiculous so we're starting to understand that we don't need war. And actually, we're starting to see the truth of the matter around war previously where, and it pains me to say it, well, millions of people have died. Millions of people have died defending their countries. Or, um, and, and it, <sighs> this is what's giving me hope. We're moving away from that now. We don't need that now. We're not going to fucking kill each other for resources anymore. Because we're also, and this moves on nicely to the next one, we are realizing how abundant we are on this planet. This planet is abundance. We have the capacity to grow enough food to feed everybody. We have the capacity to use our beautiful science and technology to not have to suck the lifeblood out of our planet and use up all the oil and um, fossil fuels, which who fucking knows what kind of impact that's happening on our planet underneath the surface. Like, let alone, and, and it's very, very, very clear what that kind of impact is happening as we burn these fuels and use that energy, that ancient energy. We are just obviously filling the atmosphere with carbon dioxide. Now, it doesn't take a fucking 
scientists to, well, sometimes it does, it did originally, to figure out that, like, there's oxygen in the air and we need to breathe the oxygen in order to stay alive. What a beautiful function of the evolution of these meat suits that we happen to be caught in right now. And when we breathe out, carbon dioxide, among other things, comes out. That's part of the process of us using oxygen to keep ourselves alive. So it seems really fucking obvious that if we fill the atmosphere with carbon dioxide, we're going to struggle to breathe. And, well, what else do we need? We need, f- we need fresh water, clean water, food, air, shelter, and each other. Those five things are kind of necessary. So if we put all of the pollutants into the air, obviously, I don't have to go down this whole rabbit hole. We know that we need to, at some stage, we've got this, like, legacy carbon that is in our atmosphere now, that even if we stopped using all of the fossil fuel burning um, toys and transport systems that we have running and the energy systems that we currently have running, even if we stopped today, still we have this legacy carbon that is in our atmosphere. So we're actually going to have to figure out a way to to pull that carbon down and put it back into the ground so that we can have clean air and our children, our children's children, will actually stand a chance of not just living in an apocalyptic hellhole, which I think is worth pursuing. Um, But that is not going to happen. That kind of um, regeneration of our, uh, or like, uh, of our planet, of um, moving us back into harmony isn't going to happen without us focusing on expanding our conscious awareness of what's happening. And, yeah, so the two kind of go hand in hand. We need to move away from the survival, low-frequency, fear-based, there's not enough for everybody, lack mentality, I'm going to stab you out of survival, I'm not going to share, hoarding resources, killing each other and taking over nations and creating war for resources. We don't need to do that anymore because we're starting to wake up to the reality that we, you know, we, don't, we don't need to do that anymore. We, we've got these new um, renewable, uh, eco-groovy um, energy technology that we can work with. We just have to choose to work with it. Uh, or we have to choose to put people in power who are going to make those kind of conscious, aware decisions on our behalf. Um, And the good news is, the bonus thing is, that we don't have to fucking shoot each other and kill each other for these resources, okay? So that's something to be hopeful for. I don't think we're living in a world, especially after the terrors of suffering and trauma that 2020 have brought up. If someone tries to start a war now, peeps are not going to be impressed. Like, we we can't handle that. We're not going to survive that kind of thing. Um, Even if we physically survive it, we might not emotionally survive it. There's going to be a lot of people, maybe myself included, that if a war starts now, I'm not having kids. That's ridiculous. Like, I don't want to... Anyway, let's not go down that rabbit hole too much further. Another reason to be hopeful. We are waking up to the reality of us, the people, having the power. And we've always had the power, always, but we've been deceived 
and made to think that we are powerless. But with these um, incredible movements that are happening right now, uh, or this year especially with, um, with the fight against racism and the amount of people that are actually like, you know what, I'm standing up for this. Like, I've, I'm actually done with this kind of inequality. Because aside from the fact that it's continuing mass suffering based upon a, dis- a distorted program that's running that makes people think that skin colour makes a difference to anything. Crazy distortion. I can't believe that we're still running that programme, that people are still running that programme. But I also can believe that when the people who are perpetuating that kind of um, consciousness, that, that distortion are actually on the receiving end of crazy mass manipulation and control, uh, food control, mind control, like TV fear, basically keeping people unhealthy and keeping people unhealthy in their bodies and their mind, which um, creates dependency to... um, the state and so therefore removes the understanding that we have the power because we're handing over that power and then we're being told what to think without even knowing it we're being told what to eat which is slowly killing us and those are the people that are struggling and they are in pain and they want to perpetuate that pain and they do it through racism and all sorts of other bigotry and um, horrible acts that cause suffering to other people. So we are learning that we have the power. Let us be hopeful. More and more people are waking up. We have the power. It's us. We always have had the power. We can make the biggest change ever. We just have to all get together and decide that we want to make those changes, which is happening right now. We're doing it. We're witnessing it. And of course, with change, it's like uh, it's an uncomfortable process a lot of the time, Um, which is why 2020 also feels so damn uncomfortable because we can't take a lot of this bullshit with us into the future of fifth dimensional uh, harmonious um, existence as a species. Um, What's next? Yeah, more people are willing to do the work. More people are willing to make changes on an individual level, which is massively impacting the collective. Not only because by doing those changes, you are more able to support those people around you in their changes and their evolution and be a grounded presence, a non-judgmental, compassionate presence for people who are also going through massive changes. Um, But yeah. We more and more people are willing to say, okay, enough is enough. I'm going to do the work myself because if I want to see change externally, I've got to look internally first. What else? Oh, something else that's given me a lot of hope. I am a lot less afraid of death now. And this is something that's been like coming up for me in my psychedelic experiences is like uh, 
facing death and my mortality, our mortality, um, it's that famous saying, like, none of us are getting out of here alive, you know? Like, the, the, that is a capital T truth, that this experience is temporary. As with all of our human experiences, we move through these temporary experiences. Nothing lasts forever. Everything is constantly changing. And in the acceptance of death actually being needed for life, which is uh, what I learn often in my psychedelic experiences, by removing that fear of death, it opens up space for me to really love life. Um, and so, so yeah, like, that's nice, <laughs> I suppose. Um, and, you know, the last one that I've got on my list is, uh, that's giving me hope is that like, I can speak openly about psychedelics now because this, it's like the psychedelic revolution 2.0 is happening. Um, Um, Nixon really fucked us over in the 60s with this like whole war on drugs thing. Uh, war on consciousness, really, is what we've been enduring. And psychedelics has been like... Um, has been like a trickle of water, like moving through a dusty, dry, desert riverbed. And you're like, what is this little trickle of water? And then you know what's fucking coming. The river the flood, the torrent of consciousness is going to follow that. And so luckily there's been these little trickles coming through and psychedelics have been, have, have survived the war on drugs to the point now where there's massive clinical research that's going into the use of psilocybin for therapeutic purposes, uh, MDMA, um, and LSD and um, even ketamine. I've never actually tried ketamine. I um, don't really like putting things up my nose, but um, what else? Um, San Pedro. Uh, loads of people are jumping on the ayahuasca train right now. I've not tried ayahuasca. Uh, DMT. All these um, psychedelic experience, these psychedelic drugs that are uh, facilitating consciousness expanding um, experiences for people which help them move through um, their their experience as a human I suppose that we're in the revolution right now and um, it's taken me a good three years and I still it still comes up for me sometimes this old program of drugs are bad drugs are bad and I feel guilty for working with this kind of medicine every now and then but I mean, that is becoming less and less and less and less as I know myself and trust myself more and as I bring more um, honor to the sacred medicine that I'm journeying with and create ceremony as opposed to abusing the drugs, which I've also done. Um, you Trust me, you get far more out of honoring the medicine, especially mushrooms, especially mushrooms. Holy shit, that, like... I, language is so clumsy to try and explain how sacred and divine the intelligence is that creates a psilocybin mushroom for us to literally journey with a spirit 
so yeah, I won't try and like fumble over words again, mystical experiences. You just kind of have to go and have a little look yourself. So yeah, that's a nice little list of things that are giving me hope at the moment. But yeah, something's happening, man. Something big is shifting. We can, uh, people like me who are intuitive and sensitive to energy, um, we can feel it. And maybe you can too, even if you don't consider yourself particularly intuitive or sensitive or spiritual, you can feel it. There's some big shifts taking place. And what's really happening is like a lot more light is hitting the planet right now. And like when you flick a switch on, a light switch in a room, it illuminates the darkness. So you can see the dark, where what was what was lurking in the darkness, which is why um, why so much shit is being asked to be healed collectively and individually for us as a species right now. We've got to heal it because we can't take it with us in the evolution of our consciousness. Um, so yeah, something's bubbling under, something's happening, and I feel myself getting really impatient. I'm like, fuck, 2020's been long, and I'm glad things are starting to get a little bit back to normal, but also, like I said in a previous podcast, I don't really want things to go back to normal, and I think a lot of people are in the same boat where they're like, I don't want things to go back to normal either. Certainly to a certain degree, I want to... Um, want things to go back to normal where I can feel like um, I'm not in fear of uh, a deadly virus. That would be nice. Um, but this, the learning that we've been experiencing through this whole process is like people have been reprioritizing their lives. What matters to you in your life? Why? And this is really what's coming up for me each time I go down into these little moments of depression when I'm journaling. The why. I get hit in the face with the why. Why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? And it, I, get, I come to a more sharp and more concise answer that I can have more a more laser-like focus on each time. It comes back to the same thing. And for a long time now, well, since really being on this path, I've, I've been like, oh, maybe I'm, I'm meant to help people raise consciousness on this planet and serve humanity definitely is like a foundation. Serving humanity is like what I'm here to do. Um, and maybe I'm supposed to be helping people raise their consciousness. Maybe I'm supposed to be mentoring people. Maybe I'm supposed to be some kind of spiritual teacher. And I've tried all these little avenues and really what it's coming down to now and what I'm really focusing on is like the, 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 the true emergency that is, um, that is inviting change right now is our climate crisis that we are moving through that we are living through the extinction of thousands of species of animals some of which we probably don't even know about yet the destruction of our planet at the hands of greed and the disconnection of ourselves from our mother earth as creating chaos climate chaos and that is obviously being felt by those who are on the receiving end of the crazy weather patterns that we're experiencing. And I think, um, well, as, as well, uh, 
along with everybody else, I've been thinking, what are my priorities right now? What are my priorities? And I want to be involved in any way that I can in trying to bring around a solution to pull this carbon back out of our atmosphere and put it in the ground again. Um, And definitely a huge aspect of that is, for me anyway, like how can I do that? Make films about nature that help people remember to go back into nature and reconnect with nature so that when it comes to maybe voting for someone who is interested in... um, so like climate change solutions then they might vote for that person because that's now their priority because they now have a relationship with nature that they are actually dependent on for the free healing that is involved so there's all sorts of ways that we can each individually go about doing this and we all are very different some people are campaigning some people are like committing their lives to working with extinction rebellion and creating these incredible shows and pieces of art that are drawing attention to themselves with the message, an underlying message of like, we're dying, we're going to die. And some people uh, like me are just figuring it out really. Um, and, and in the meantime, I'm like, I just want to keep reminding people that nature is healing. We are nature. If you kill the planet, you kill us. Just keep that message going. But then it, how how mu- how much impact can I have just by literally saying that on a video or how much impact can I have by making a visual vibes about a waterfall where I can people can feel the vibe of us being in nature and then want to go and experience it themselves and therefore deepen their own connection with nature. So I'm just trying to figure this out at the moment, how I participate in that. Um... And yeah, I want to be part of the solution, really. Uh, That's what's coming up for me at the moment. And that, when I write that shit down, when I'm having a really depressive episode, it's much bigger than me. I'm wanting to serve something that's much bigger than me. I want to serve our species. I want to serve my children's children by planting the trees of which the shade I will never enjoy, you know. And that's true oneness. That's knowing that, like, um, I want to make the changes on this planet that I want to see in my reality so that when I die, I actually do want to come back and have another go at being a human and reincarnate as being a human again and go find that tree that I fucking planted and sit under the shade of it. Um, But, of course, not everybody's thinking like that. So again, maybe part of my responsibility, not responsibility, but part of my service is to help people wake up and um, take a long, hard look internally and see how they can make changes that will positively impact themselves and their external reality and everybody else around them. Huh. Um So yeah, we're really moving through some massive, massive changes at the moment. And um, I want to make more podcasts like this because something that I've been working on over the last few months is finding my voice. I've been working on my throat chakra. And I didn't do any planning for this podcast whatsoever and it felt really natural. Obviously, I've got a couple of 
talking points to mention. But I really want to practice, well, I do practice, and I want to record myself on a podcast in the practice of getting out of my own way and allowing myself to connect and speak and be in a flow state where I'm connected, you know. Um, So, yeah, I hope this podcast um, is medicinal. If you're struggling and you might be asking me right now, because I don't want to give any unsolicited advice, But if you might be sitting there going, how can I better cope with the mental health challenges that I'm experiencing at the moment? Um, I'm not just going to say, oh, take up a spiritual practice, but it's fucking helping me a lot to be connected to something bigger, to build um, mindfulness practices, which help me deepen my connection with something bigger, um, which also allow me to accept the things that I cannot control that are happening in the world, which re- reduces my anxiety. And to increase my awareness of what's happening for me emotionally and physically in my body so I know myself better. And when I know myself better, I am less... Um, there's less possibility of me being controlled and manipulated and reacting emotionally to something. So I have sovereignty over my experience as a human. And people with sovereignty, we need grounded people who are sovereign and like not so easy to control and manipulate because those are the people that are going to be making the, the, the um, calculated decisions and not emotionally reactive decisions as we continue to navigate massive change and challenges um, over what I think is going to be at least another two or three years of huge change. Um, So to do the work now or to start doing the work now is to prepare yourself to be able to handle the continued unknown uncertainty of the changes that who knows what we're going to be going through um and that starts with mental health and mental health starts with um assessing your environment and creating a safe space for yourself to be in which includes also who you follow on instagram who you hang around with who you spend time with now is a good time to check in with like how you feel before, during and after when you hang out with certain people? Do you come away feeling drained or nourished? Do people complain a lot around you? Do you feel like that drains you? Gives yourself permission to transition your friendship groups and the circles that you spend time in. That's not easy and people will give you shit for it. But nothing is more important than your mental health. Um, And listen, I do not have the answers to life Um, I just have some experience with moving through (laughs) well the trauma of being a human and I've gathered some codes and some tools and um, to use that are helping me not just stay happy the whole time because that's unrealistic but to manage just being a human really um But yeah, 
Remember, deepening our capacity to feel pain and suffering allows us to also deepen our experience of joy at the other end of the scale. Both expand exponentially. And um, if you are moving through really, really difficult times right now, it is not going to last forever. This too shall pass. It always moves on. Feel it. Alchemize it. Let those tears fall. Scream. Be angry. Beat the shit out of your pillow. Do whatever it need, you feel like you need to do. With no apologies. Shift that energy and feel better afterwards. I promise you. And journal the fuck out of it as well. Write it all down. Get it out of your head onto paper. Speak to people who are able to hear you and listen and not just try and fix things. Verbally process. Speak to yourself in the mirror. Send yourself a voice note. Make a podcast. It works for me. (laughs) I'm actually going to do more of these podcasts because this has been really therapeutic for me. But yeah, this is the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Send this to someone who you think it might be medicinal for. I want to try and spread some good vibes. Um, And, oh, I might just, um, I'm going to do another podcast actually on like documentaries and books and stuff that I'm um, consuming and enjoying at the moment and podcasts too that I can recommend. Um, But yeah, in the meantime, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Brown and um, make a pledge and sign up for a tier and there's all sorts of content on there for you guys that I'm adding to on a weekly basis um, and I'm actually recording a Q&A this weekend but anyway, this is the end of the podcast I love you unconditionally and I really, really believe that we are capable of moving through this and we are going to be so much better off from all of these challenges you are a divine being of light that is having a temporary human experience which involves feeling all the different emotions that you signed up for and you are fucking brave to have chosen to come here during this time and I honor you I see you I support you you are love you are loved And you are worthy of all the good things that are coming into your life right now. Blessings and blessings. Speak to you soon. I love you.